as we come right now towards the very end of Advent, we focus real clearly on uh, the meaning of all the persons and events around the birth of Christ. And, and certainly a very important one is, is, uh, is John the Baptist. And as his name is declared, uh, suddenly uh, the father whose mouth was sealed shut because he questioned the angel, Mary did too, but nothing happened to Mary, but this puts such emphasis on John, who is putting so much emphasis on the coming of the Savior, Jesus Christ. And so all of these events, I, su events, I suppose, are wrapped around not making a surprise, but declaring a very big and a very bold truth that the Savior of the world is coming into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. And all the events leading up to it are if you will say, miraculous and amazing and wonderful and powerful. And so right here, as uh, Zechariah declares, agreeing with his wife, by the way, that the name of their child will be John, suddenly his mouth is loosed, he's able to speak, and everyone gives praise to God. These are not accidental or or strange, these are wondrous things, wondrous events that lead up to the birth of the Christ and calling us to have that same wonder and appreciation deep within our hearts. I have to say that on one level, uh, Advent is, is somewhat difficult to preach because it's very repetitive. We hear readings several times during this time of Advent. But on the other hand, maybe that's in its repetitiveness, emphasizing very much the wonder that is happening as we come to the event of Jesus' birth. But it seems to me that anything that becomes very, very familiar sometimes um, loses its power, loses its effect on us when we become accustomed to something. That's why even coming to church, uh, uh, you know, we walk in and we, we for example, genuflect. And um, I always found it uh, kind of funny, seen it about three times in my life only, that's surprising, where people walk into a theater and because they're walking down an aisle with seats all around, they genuflect. And then they get all embarrassed, you know, oh my God, I'm not in church. But it's the familiar can become so familiar that sometimes it loses its impact, um, becomes ordinary. And I think as Christians, followers of Jesus the Christ, we want, we do not want in any way for this to be ordinary, just repetitious, just, yeah, we're doing it again. But that we would come to this event with great wonder and appreciate the birth of Christ as power-filled power-filled for all of us. So, right around this birth of Christ, uh, and chronologically, this, it's weird to celebrate um, John just being born and now coming to be circumcised, but we bring it to this day, just before the birth of Christ, to put emphasis on the birth, to put emphasis on the birth. And John, who later on John the Evangelist will say, 
Jesus will say in the Gospel of John that John is the greatest who has ever been born of woman. And yet, Jesus says at that same quote, anyone who is baptized in the Lord is greater than John. So all of these events come now almost like a funnel, focusing on, putting emphasis on, coming to announce the birth of the Christ. Because for us, of course, that's the most significant birth uh, ever. And we come to celebrate it so that it will have great power in our hearts, great power in our lives. Lift up your heads and see, see your redemption is near at hand.